Welcome back, y'all. Just as a quick reminder, this episode does contain mature language and stories, so listener discretion is advised. Your vocab word for the week this week is the gold star gay or gold star lesbian. This term is used to describe those who have only slept with the same gender. So if you're a man, you've only slept with men. And if you're a woman, you've only slept with women. And therefore, you get a gold star. Today, we're getting a fresh perspective and talking to a member of the bi community. Here we go. Oh, wait, hold on. That's an option? Okay. That's Mm. an option that you could like both? Yeah. I didn't even know. It's like, it was the first time where I was like, wait, hold on, that's me. The bi community is something that a lot of people are maybe a little confused about. So we're going to answer some of those questions today. We're going to talk a little bit about sex. We're going to talk about God. We are going to talk about what it looks like to come out to a community that you thought had your back. And turns out, they didn't. That and so much more is to come. I'm your host, Jack White, and this is Y'all Are Gay. Let's get real. All right, y'all. Well, welcome Maggie to the Y'all Are Gay podcast. Very excited to have you on. Um, Maggie, we don't know each other. And um, (laughs) we got set up through um, your cousin, I believe it is, is Mm -hmm. one of my friends from Baylor. And she reached out and was like, hey, you need to bring Maggie on this because she's a badass. And has so many fun things to say and i was like hell yeah and here we are so um (laughs) why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself where um you're from what you're doing right now um and then we'll go into your story yeah okay so i'm in i'm from fort worth texas born and raised and then i went to a&m um yes and (laughs) graduated got my degree in early childhood education just graduated in december it took me five and a half years to get a degree in education don't worry about it Um, that means you that means you had fun yeah so um graduated in december then got hired by the school that i did my student teaching at for the spring um so i'm just finishing up the school year there i've been a tutor this spring with the fourth graders teaching kids how to read so teaching them how to read i think that is huge um i'm also living with my parents right now so that's oh that we'll go into that in a little bit (laughs) but that's part of where i'm at sweet um do you know what grade you want to officially teach whenever you're um sort of done with your schooling and and moving on yeah so i would love fourth or fifth um I have actually an interview on Thursday for a third grade position. Okay. So we'll see. I would do, I would do anything. Like I've worked with all the grades and I don't mind any of them. I'm just more passionate about fourth and fifth. Yeah. I gotcha. Those, I feel like fourth and fifth, at least fifth grade is sort of the year that you like the kids are finally a little more mature for like elementary school. You get to teach them maybe about sex do you all still have the sex talk in fifth grade um we don't not that okay i don't think so (laughs) um (laughs) but there is definitely some like discussion of it like we have all these counseling talks where it comes up about like sexual abuse and like how to talk to people if you need help so it's like part of the conversation Mm -hmm. um yeah gotcha gotcha sweet so maggie you are the first 
person who is by to be on this episode or not episode this show and i think a lot of our like a lot of the listeners are you know familiar with lesbian and gays the at least the terms <laughs> if not then they haven't been listening but um right. and even for me personally i think there's a a little bit of a disconnect between the bi community and the gay community because um it's just so different like i i yeah. i can't totally relate on on different subjects or or even coming out as bi and so um why don't you Tell me, you know, your coming out story and how you got to be where you are today. Okay. Um, so like I said, I was born and raised in Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, went to a really conservative church um that my family had been going to since like nineteen fifty seven. So like generations oh my of us. Um my family was really involved there. Um, I would definitely say like I don't know what I can say. Like, like really involved and actively like participating in the church. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just a name thing for our family. Yeah, um, it was like that was their community. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's where I went to church, and then I went to a really tiny private school for starting in first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom taught there, so that's why me and my sister went there, and we went all the way until I graduated. Um, there were. When I say really tiny, I mean there were nine people in my graduating class. Oh, so (laughs) that's homeschool. (laughs) Yeah, like real tiny. A lot of people from my school go to Baylor. Like, okay, a lot. Um, (laughs) so really, really tiny community for school, and then really tiny community for church. Both very sheltered and bubbled, and Mm -hmm. like, I don't. I think one time when I was by the time I got to high school at my school, there was a kindergartner at my school who was black. And that was the first oh my black. And they only lasted a year. Like they stayed a year and they were like, I've got to get out of here. They're like, get me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. So very, very sheltered, very bubbled in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's where I grew up. I, the bisexual sexual awakening is so different mm-hmm. than, um, a gay or lesbian because you also do have the same sex attraction feelings. So you're like, right. when that starts happening, you're, you're like, well, I am having the feelings I'm supposed to have. Mm-hmm. I'm just also having these other, it's not an absence of the one. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I feel like it took me a long time to realize that it was even different than what it was supposed to be because I still like had crushes on the boys in my class and like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started thinking about it, when I would think about it, I'd be like, what? Nobody else is like saying the same things as I am mm-hmm. about um, other girls or like, yeah, I don't know. But then I'd always be like, okay, but I, but boys <laughs> but are cute. Boys, so I'm yeah. so cute. <laughs> um, but then also like there, because it was such a sheltered environment, there was such a lack of knowledge about what being gay was or being a lesbian Mm -hmm. or definitely about being bi Mm -hmm. i remember fifth grade fifth grade was when people started to like say oh that's gay as a like insult or whatever 
Mm-hmm. And when that started happening in fifth grade, then I think they like sent a note home to my to all the parents and were like, just so you know, people are using this word at school. And so okay. then my parents had to like have a talk with me and they're like, we heard that people have been saying gay. You need to know if you know what that means. And it was very much like they were trying to make sure that I knew. Like yeah, yeah. actually trying to educate me. Um, but cool. I was so horrified. Like I thought it was like this horrible secret that I just started weeping. I was like bawling. They were like, no, it's fine. And I was like, I'm not supposed to know what it is. And they were like, no, just tell us what you think so we can tell you if you're right or not. Um, I think I like wrote it down on a piece of paper that was like, when boys like boys and like hand it to them because I thought it was like, I was going to be in trouble for even knowing what that was. Uh Um, Why do you think that? Like, why do you think you thought you were going to be in trouble? Clearly, this is the first time you and your parents have talked about it. Right. I think maybe just the tone with which it was talked about at school. Like, mm. people people were saying that, oh, that's a gay mm-hmm. um, remark. But then I'm, sometimes with your friends, you'd be like, so what do y'all know what that means? Like, yeah, right, 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 right. And the way it was <laughs> talked about with such, like, hush, hush made me think that it was bad. Bad. Yeah, that I couldn't yeah. talk about it, that I wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was fifth grade. So what conversation, sorry, what conversation came out of that with your parents? Like you wrote it down. Were they like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, this is what it is? Pretty much, yeah. They were Uh like, yeah, it's when boys like boys and girls like girls. And I was like, okay, please leave me alone. I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) I need to go play with my beanie babies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So that was that. Um, I think like seventh or eighth grade. Uh, I hate that this is part of my coming out story, but it is. <laughs> is when Glee started. <laughs> yes, Glee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I loved Glee. Mm-hmm. And in the first season, I was like, oh my God, there's a gay character. Yes. Cute. And then Santana is like dating Puck for like the whole yeah. first season. And then it hits the second season. And then you find out that she likes Britney. And I was like, wait can she like both and by the end of the show show she's a lesbian which like is fine but at that at that moment right, in it right, right. she liked both and i was like oh wait hold on that's an option mm. that's an option that you could like both yeah i didn't even know i was like <laughs> it was the first time where i was like wait hold on that's me that's that's me that's it yeah it was like the first connection that's crazy thank god for yeah. glee truly Thank God, and also, also, also rescue us from it. Yeah, <laughs> the kids that watch Glee were, um, well, me obviously, but like the the like very very nerdy uh, theater right. kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was like seventh or eighth grade when I like finally had a name for it, and I was like, oh my god, okay. I think that I'm bi, but it was still like this horrible secret where I was like, okay, okay, you're bi. What now? What now? What do we do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you like boys and you like girls. Let's talk about this. Margaret. <laughs> you can focus on the part that likes boys. Mm-hmm. Just forget the other part. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I do like boys. Let's just focus on that. Let's focus on that. Forget the other part. Suppress it. We're not, we're not going there. That's wrong. And you will get in trouble. And <laughs> you'll go to hell. And yeah. just focus on this part. Um, so that's, uh, 
that's what I did. And um, then at some point, like probably around the same time, like eighth or ninth grade, um, started watching corn, like has been discussed in all the episodes so far. Um, yes and at this point if people are shocked that people are watching porn that yeah that's on them (laughs) yeah and it was lesbian porn a lot of it and Mm. then it like became even more part of like yeah related to this other part of me that i should be ashamed of anyway like Mm -hmm. it's connected to the porn so it's like even more wrong yeah Um, it gets even worse interesting yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, but I, I like, I knew it was there and I just was pretending it wasn't like, mm-hmm. not that that's even how bisexuality works, that you can shut off part of it. But I thought that I was doing it successfully. Right. How would you know? Santana was all of a sudden <laughs> right. dating a guy and then a girl. And then now she's a lesbian and you're like, wait, yeah. what? I just oh. shut that off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember like, friends talking by the lockers and like freshman year-ish and being like well I mean when you're in high school you talk about sex a lot with your friends anyway nobody at my school was having sex there were nine of us and we were all (laughs) uh, you're all related no (laughs) right we'd known each other since we were all six so right Mm -hmm. that wasn't happening but we talked about it a lot talk about mm. like oh my god like when you get married like what's gonna happen like how do you do like what i don't know yeah. and in those conversations then people would bring up like how do like gay people have sex and like how do gay girls have sex and they'd be mm. like, that's so gross i don't ever want to do that and i'd be like mm-hmm, yeah that's so gross <laughs> like yeah you're like uh, uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah like I, weird <laughs> i haven't even heard of that so anyways um, uh <laughs> exactly so that was just my whole experience in high school i definitely like yeah. had crushes on boys and thought that i didn't have crushes on girls and was watching gay porn um yeah and i remember i don't know just so many conversations that happened because of that like one time we were at a football game i know this was sophomore year and so, like somehow that conversation came up again and somebody was like you know that like girls when they have sex with each other they have like a fake penis and i was like what and they're like yeah it's like a fake penis and they use it to like have sex with each other because they don't have one and i was like and you're like it's called a dildo but no no that's literally what happened i was like no i've heard of that it's called a dildo and they're like how did you know what it's called i was like um i saw it in a movie (laughs) i remember this happening so clearly it was at the end of the football game they were like how did you know what it was called and i was like i didn't i didn't know i i heard it i didn't know I don't I know. didn't think that far into this conversation. <laughs> yeah. They literally, yeah. It was how did oh you Oh my know? God. First off, how did you have a football team with nine? <laughs> <laughs> we had a six man football team. Okay. So it Half was of six your grade. Six. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, the whole high school. I gotcha. Okay. We were pretty good my senior year. Okay. So. I think I think so. I went to all the games. So. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Then my se- yeah my so my senior year was I graduated in 2015, mm-hmm. so it was the year that gay marriage was legalized, mm-hmm. and I remember just having conversations about that with people. I remember being like, I don't think it's wrong. What do you think? Hmm? Uh-huh. And like just trying to gauge everybody's 
reaction. I remember saying that to my mom and be like, I'm excited about this. I think this is a big win. And mm-hmm. she was like, hmm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And she didn't say much. And then I went to college 20 fall 2015. So that was like kind of in <laughs> in the beginning of the primaries of the 2016 election. Gotcha. So um, a little bit of a heated time. <laughs> a little bit of a heated time. And I think all the way up until that moment, I was like fully buying into this Jesus thing. Like I was mm-hmm. very involved in my church, was there, I don't know, like four nights a week, mm-hmm. very involved at my school, like had whole chapters of the Bible memorized, like was there for it. Um, and then honestly, I think that election is when I was like, this this guy that they're all like praising doesn't line up with what they say. And that was kind of the thing that made me take a step back and be like, hold on. Like Mm. what, what are, what are they really saying here? And like, how, how can they possibly follow this guy and say these things? And like, it's not lining up. Something's not lining up. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was when I first started like becoming a little bit more questioning questioning everything yeah Mm. um yeah but still like freshman year i was going to antioch and college station which you said you went to the one in baylor or Mm -hmm. um which that's the big one the first one and then college station was like fairly new Mm. um but i also grown up like in high school going to world mandate in Waco um, Mm. with a friend of mine whose like parents went to Antioch when they were in college. So it was just very like came into college already knowing the Antioch world Mm -hmm. was there thought that I wanted to be a missionary, like which like world mandate, if you don't know what it is, it's like a big missions conference. Um, And like you leave there and essentially if, you're like, if you haven't not... picked the country to go to at the end of World Mandate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to go back to World Mandate and yeah. pray about it. <laughs> Truly. What? I have a sponsor? Hell yeah, I do. This episode is sponsored by Sacred, helping you build connection to self and others using the Enneagram personality tool. From workshops to one-on-one coaching, Sacred collaborates with individuals and teams to develop personalized growth plans that take self-awareness to the next level. Go to sacreddenver.com to learn more or schedule your first session today. Mention this podcast and get 10% off all products and services. I want to talk a little bit about your experience at the Antioch in College Station. And, um, you know, with my experience and Sarah's, who's on the podcast as well, it was this culture of essentially it defines you. So you're in it. And if you're not fully in it, then you get questioned very quickly. Um, And if you're not, you know, feeling the spirit of the Lord, like that's okay, but let's pray about why. Um, Right. And pounded into your mind of this is what we believe. 
And to question that is to question God. Right. Yeah, it's very much that. I think either in your episode or the second one when they were talking about Austin Stone, but somebody said mm-hmm. like a very come as you are, but then when you get here, we're going to change you. And I was like, that's it. I hadn't heard it that way, but that 100%. Come as you are until you get here, then it's yeah. not okay. Once you're yeah. here, we're going to change you. Um, mm. Yeah, that's 100% what it was. Very much, if you want to come to Antioch, you're going to be at Life Group. You're going to be at whatever they called when you would get up at five and pray together. Early morning prayer. Hello. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you even go? I'm just kidding. I went yeah. like once. <laughs> yeah, it's same. Exactly. If you're not all in, something's wrong. Right. How long were you there for? My freshman year, pretty solidly um the whole year and then i went to um i went to uganda that summer with my life group okay Um, during any of that time were you open about your um i guess at that time you probably called it a struggle so were you open about that mm -mm, not at all my freshman year i was just pretending it was not there i was still thinking that i could just focus on the part of me that liked boys Focus mm-hmm. on that part. Focus on that part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be draining. Yeah, it was yeah. draining. It was a lot. I felt a lot of like they can't know about it, and like mm-hmm. also they don't need to because I can focus on this part. I can right. focus on the boy part. Right. I don't know if it's it happened at um, College Station, Antioch, but we would often have women or men come up on the stage and talk about how they struggled with it for a long time, like same sex attraction. Um, and now how they're free from it. Mm-hmm. Was that, did y'all have that as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. so that was probably confusing too, because you're like, well, I, a same, but different. Like I can still be attracted yeah. to men. Yeah. It was weird. And there was definitely yeah. those, Sunday mornings when people would come up and talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like one of my life group leaders was gay, and I didn't know until the end of the year, but like they were gay, and I think that they had like committed to being celibate for the rest of their life. Mm. Um, so they were still allowed to be a leader? Yes. Okay. So I'm one that's interesting. I'm wondering if that was like, hey, I just struggle with this. However, I'm never going to act on it. Therefore, I am right. A Christian. Right. I think that's how it went. Like I didn't know any of this till like later because it wasn't even mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so that was Whoa. that was all freshman year very much buying in very buying in but like having these questions about mm-hmm. i know some of these people are going to go vote for him in the right and i don't understand right but i'm still buying in because it's that's what i'm supposed to do and i don't know i don't know anything else um sophomore year christmas break of sophomore year a lot of things happened that i did not want to go to church about <laughs> i was hmm. sexually assaulted and i didn't want to hear anybody tell me it was okay or that they were praying for me right and 
then my grandpa died and I didn't want to go to church and hear he's in a better place. Um, and like, mm-hmm. God is the comforter and, mm-hmm. um, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I didn't want, I was so angry about the sexual assault and about my grandpa dying and I didn't want to hear what they were going to say. So I kind of just like cold Turkey stopped going to church at all. And then that spring I got, and I got in a pretty big fight with my friend who went to Antioch, went to Baylor, Waco. Um, she got engaged as a sophomore. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, she's leaving me. And so I, like, tried to, like, hold on tighter. And then I think that, like, made her be like, oh, my God, Margaret is insufferable. Like, I cannot be her friend. This long distance friendship is not going to work. And I was like devastated and it was this whole thing. Um, mm. <laughs> it was like years later, like in the last year that I realized I was like fully in love with her. Like, and I had been since high school. So every time that like we had any disagreement or like, I felt like, why isn't she hanging out with me more? Or, like, why can't she FaceTime me tonight? It hurt a thousand times worse because I was in love with her and I didn't realize it because I, I so thought that I was successfully suppressing that part of me. I was like, there is no way I am all focused on the boy thing. (laughs) I'm not dating any boys, but I love them. I love them. And this is not even a worry, Uh but was like, no, like I was fully in love with her. Um, Hmm. And actually today before this, I was like, I should probably tell her in case she ever listens to this. Yeah. I just don't want her to be blindsided. So I FaceTimed her today and was like, Hey. Oh my God. Was that the first time you ever told her that you were in love with her? (gasps) (laughs) Like she she knew I was by, like she knew when I came out, somebody told her when I came out. um, As they do. Yeah, and we like kept in touch a little, like sending each other TikToks and texting okay. every now and then about saw each other at a wedding one time, but mm-hmm. um haven't like aren't like super close or anything anymore. But I was like, I don't want her to like f- feel weird if she ever hears that and it's like, why didn't she ever tell me? So I told yeah. her and it was funny and good and we laughed about it. But well, that's awesome <laughs> that you can now be in a space where you can do that. But probably yeah. about a year and a half ago, that would have been not fun. Yeah, not fun at all. <laughs> you we were talking about the conflict with her. Was it because of what was going on politically around the world? Was it about what was happening personally with you? I think it was more about what was happening personally with me and like feeling abandoned by her um, and feeling like when we went to college I was like ready to stay her best friend and like drive mm-hmm. up to Waco and FaceTime all the time and I want to know what's going on in your life um and she wasn't like on that same level of commitment because mm-hmm. she wasn't in love with me <laughs> um she's like <laughs> this like, seems like a lot <laughs> makes sense yeah um yeah I just was feeling like abandoned like I'm bringing you a lot more to this friendship than you are because mm. I wasn't bringing friendship. I was bringing full-on romantic love. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Okay. Man, so that is sophomore year, correct? Yeah. Well, all the way through sophomore year, it sounds yeah. like. But um, 
at any so are you are like leaving sort of in the transition of leaving uh the church uh mm-hmm. because of everything going on what um what happened throughout the rest of college yeah so the rest of college well while while i was going to antioch those first two years i was also in this other organization through a different church called mm-hmm. youth impact that was just it like works with kids and Brian and college station mm-hmm. um and that was always kind of contentious at Antioch because it wasn't an Antioch thing but I was like I never questioned that I always stood by it and was like no I know this is a good thing that I'm doing that's good um, because yeah. that happens if you're doing something church related outside of that church then it's not right. good enough they're like oh my god you're gonna be 20 minutes late to life group because you are <laughs> working with some kids <laughs> devastating i'm so sorry yeah. um yeah so th- i was in that this whole time so that after i like left antioch sophomore year that was really the only thing still like connecting me to my faith because. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a technically a part of the church that it was, but it was housed under the church and like kind of a ministry of Yeah, them. I gotcha. So um yeah, so still in that and then that yeah, that was the only thing that I like stayed involved in. I like cut everything else out. But that because I was like it's a ministry to work with kids, that's a like all these other things that I'm cutting out really only affect me but this one I felt like I had made a commitment to other people mm-hmm. so I stayed going to that um is it sort of like a young life thing uh kind of like like young life okay yeah. I gotcha okay yeah so you're sort of tied to that and then also at the same time like why am I <laughs> yes doing church <laughs> yes and then like by junior year I was like fully liberal like Mm-hmm. working on the Beto campaign like super super liberal um yeah and what was that, that like with your friends were a lot of them liberal um they I, they were more liberal yeah than i would have expected i think mm-hmm. i think because like youth impact they did like a good job of educating all the leaders about social justice and, yeah like social justice and yeah, um i got you yeah i think and it, again it was like the trump's midterms so <laughs> it's like to be liberal isn't saying much like it just means not being crazy so by junior year had you dated anyone at this point i hadn't dated anybody i'd like made out with some boys at parties and like that was pretty much the extent of it Okay. Um, and junior year, I'm not going to church at all except to do youth impact. And I'm very outspokenly liberal. That's when I started to come out to like a couple people. And it, but it was still, even at that point, like a, I'm struggling with this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one, one girl that I, she was driving me home from something. And I was like, so like, I've been having this struggle, mm-hmm. but I definitely like, I do like boys, but I <laughs> like, I just really held onto that so strong. Right. You're like, so there's long. no question in my freaking mind that I like boys. Right. <laughs> However, 
I'm still like girls. How do I do? How do I bring this up? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm just really struggling about it. If you want to be praying about that, just like, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll be praying about that. Just like, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then there was another. There, I would say there's three people that I tried to come out to that year. Um, right. It was her, my actual best friend. Um, I got really drunk one night and FaceTimed her. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to tell you something, but I don't want to talk about it. And I don't want you to bring it up ever again. Don't ask me any questions, but I'm okay. pretty sure I'm fine. And she like respected it and never brought it up again, but was like, I love you. Like no matter what. And I'm proud of you. And I want you to be happy. Um, That's sweet. She, she never said anything about it again until I brought it up again. And she was sort of like the first person that you really told. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because she's the only one that I told like with confidence, like I'm by versus I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was one friend she, I think she like started to guess. Um, I think maybe by based on my new liberal agenda, she was like, Something's gotta be up. <laughs> Something's and gotta she be up. She was like we went to coffee one time and she was like, So like you know how people say sexuality is a spectrum and I was like mm-hmm. like where would you say that you are oh my god tell me when to stop <laughs> yeah literally I was like like I would say it's like a diagonal line like <laughs> on the art and she was like hey, oh. that's a good uh that's a good way to describe it I feel like yeah I was like if you're asking I do think about women and i mm-hmm. do think i like them but mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm ever gonna do anything about that and she was like oh yeah well i think that women are hot too like i'll look at a girl and be like she's hot but i would never want to have sex with her that's gross and i was like okay so you don't you're not yeah. relating to me you know different you, you missed it <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that was all junior year and mm-hmm. then fall senior year i just more and more, I was like, this is not going away. Mm-hmm. I really thought that I was doing a good job of suppressing it, and I mm-hmm. was not. Mm-hmm. And I can't just go my whole life pretending like there's this part of me that's not there. <laughs> um, and so, I don't know, that was just in my head, and I wasn't yeah. thinking about it. I wouldn't plan on coming out, but one day me and um, my friend were driving back home from a football game and she said something about my mom is so annoying because she thinks that I don't dress feminine enough and so Mm. she thinks people are going to think I'm gay I think she said something about Birkenstocks like it was like (laughs) my mom thinks because of my Birkenstocks that people are going to think I'm a lesbian and I didn't I hadn't planned on it I didn't but I just was like speaking of gays um i think i'm bi and oh. <laughs> i said it out of the blue like no plan mm-hmm. and she she it was the first time i said it to somebody and had a really genuinely positive response or she was mm. like oh my god like thank you so much for telling me i love you so much how do you feel about that mm-hmm. um and we just had a whole conversation with the, about like the whole drive back Um, and it felt so good. I was just was like, 
that felt amazing. I, to, to say it with my whole chest and not try and backtrack and talk about it like a struggle and not try and um, be like, oh, but I'm never going to act on it. So don't worry about it. Like mm-hmm. just period. Yes, there it is. Just there it is. And to have her respond so positively um, mm. that it, it like, it felt so good. It felt like this giant weight had been lifted off me in this really like almost physically tangible way. Mm. Um, I was like smiling the whole week and like, good. just like was a whole different person. And I was like, I, I want more of that. Like, yeah, it happened so suddenly. I told one person had a good reaction. And I was like, I'm telling everybody like <laughs> I, that was amazing. That's what Hell I yeah. yeah. Um, And now I know that like, I have at least her who's going to stand by me. So might mm-hmm. as well. Um, so that week I like <laughs> FaceTimed some friends who didn't live in college station. And were like, so I'm going to tell y'all. Um, and I just told them, I was like, I'm bye. And they were Maggie, like, Maggie had one taste of the freedom and she <laughs> yes. was ready to fucking go. <laughs> exactly. That's what happened. And they were like, Oh my God, we love you. Mm-hmm. I told my roommates. Um, and they were like, we love you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're happy for you. I think some people were like, I don't agree. They would say, I don't agree mm-hmm. or I don't think it's right, but I love you. And I, I want you to be happy. But I had this, I found it the other day. I had this list on the notes app of my phone of like everybody that they had told. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and it, it was like a pretty long list. And that was just from that, like first couple weeks of October after I told, Wow. My first friend Emma. Um and then things kind of went off the rails a bit. <laughs> they took a turn. Remember how I said I had only ever like made out with some dudes at a party and that was it. Mm-hmm. Then this when I started telling people I was bi and being like really confident about it, I was like, oh my God, I'm a whole sexual person. Like mm-hmm. in trying to suppress half of me. Mm-hmm. The half of me that liked girls, I suppressed all of it wow. and reduced it all to this like shame, lesbian porn watching. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So I came out and I was like, I want to lose my virginity. I want to do it. And okay, <laughs> let's go. I got on Tinder and I found a boy. And mm-hmm. um, literally, I, it was after a youth impact meeting. So, like, after this meeting <laughs> on a Sunday night at a church. I went to this boy's house and I was like, "I'm um, hello. I'm here to lose my virginity." He's like, okay. "Hello, I'm here to have sex." Yeah. Hello. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly how it went. I was like, "I just came from church." Yeah. I'm ready to go. So I okay. did that. Yeah. Go ahead. And how was it? It was. It was great. You know, I mean, without getting too gory, it was. It was. Um. It was good. He was nice. He was yeah. chill. That's nice. Oh, um, a good like a good caring person to yeah. like guide you through it maybe Which even. Which is good because I literally had just downloaded Tinder. Like it could have been anybody. Like <laughs> right. it, But it he happened to be really nice. He's really hot too. I think about his arms a lot still to this day. They're excellent. Mm, we love good arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so I lost my virginity that like Sunday night mm-hmm. and then 
I was like, oh my God, that was so fun. <laughs> Why haven't I been doing this this whole time? <laughs> and <laughs> went off the rails. Like, I think that week I had sex with like five people. Oh um, my Maggie, let's go. She was, <laughs> you, I love this. This is common. You have a good experience with one, one aspect or one person. And then it's balls yeah. to the wall. <laughs> right. Then, like, that Saturday, I I had sex with this boy, like, in the afternoon. His name was Jack, actually. Um, He came over. Some of my roommates were home. And then he left. And then later that night, I was texting this girl. And she was like, you want to come over and watch Friends? And I was like, yeah. And so I mm. went over. And we watched Friends and smoked. And um, then I ended up having a threesome with her and her boyfriend. So, like. Maggie, what? <laughs> within like that whole day yes. that was a total of three people like i really was let's go off off the tracks like i had been holding it in for so long yeah you're ready to let your freak flag fly here we go there's no stopping this yep thing. that's amazing so the threesome was that that was your first time being with a woman yes yeah and we like it was just me over there hanging out with her Mm -hmm. at first um and we were watching friends you're like Um, a little stoned and you were like and and did she bring it up yes she was like so have you ever kissed a girl and i was like no um and she's like do you want to and i was like yes yes (laughs) and i didn't even know she had a boyfriend but we just like started making out and then i had sex with her um and that was super fun. And then she was like, so my boyfriend wants to come over. And I was like, huh? Like, like come over. Like, I need to get dressed. We're going to watch Friends again. Or like, come over. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, he wants to come over. And I was like, come over. Okay. Like, Oh, my God. You were so ready for it. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck not? I, I want to talk really quick about... The first time you had sex with a woman. Yeah. First off, I think a lot of people are very confused about how that happens. Yes. If you're comfortable with it, I would love to talk about that because I think people have the mindset of it's, oh, you you guys just like scissor and that's it, which is yeah. so dumb and not true. But no. let's educate the folks. Right. That there was no scissoring whatsoever because <laughs> frankly, that sounds horrible and like a lot of work and i would get tired after like one second like just too much core strength would be involved yeah maybe like stronger stronger homosexual women do that (laughs) but i'm weak and i don't (laughs) um yeah so there's no scissoring though i could like see how that could be fun not for me i don't know (laughs) there's also this whole conversation to be had about like when you're having if a girl has a sex with a girl are you losing your virginity because like we always we're told like virginity is like penis and vagina like Mm -hmm. there's not one so like do gold star lesbians die virgins like yeah we're all we're i'm a gold star gay and i'm a virgin yeah took it detailed like she didn't have a dildo or anything like we basically just went down on each other okay Um, which i think is important because we when we talk about sex it does not always mean penetration of like either ass to butt or (laughs) 
<laughs> even that but um <laughs> you know sex is an an act of pleasure yeah i definitely would say that what we did was have sex even though right right right, right. cool yeah so her boyfriend comes over and then he came over <laughs> It was honestly really fun and chill a little oh. bit. Like it was the next day when I was thinking, I was like, that was probably her plan from the beginning. Like <laughs> they oh, had yeah. thought about it. I didn't think about it, but I was like, oh, that was the whole thing. That was why I was there. A hundred percent. Yeah. How did you know her? Um, From Tinder. Okay. So this is a Tinder girl. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. She was, she was scheming the whole time, but Hey, yeah. You got the best of both worlds. I did. Which is like a little not sneaky, but like most people on Tinder, they'll be like, looking for somebody to have fun with me and my boyfriend. They'll just say it. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is why I guess I wasn't expecting it. But mm-hmm. okay. I mean I was down, so <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was down and dirty. Yeah. So this was junior year, correct? This is fall senior year. Okay, fall senior year. All right. So moving forward, I mean, did you, at that point, you were like claiming your sexuality, claiming your sex drive, your sexualness. Mm -hmm. What kind of change did you see in yourself during that time? A lot of change. Mm -hmm. Um, Still, like you said, like claiming everything, being more open, being more upfront. but still, and like I, I came out to a lot of people, a lot mm-hmm. of my friends. I came out to my parents. I drove home one weekend and was like, I was driving home to watch a football game with them. Like we couldn't like you watch can... it. For, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but what was I, that? How how did that go? Um, I basically was like, I'm going to go home. I want to watch the game with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they went to A&M too. So it's not that weird that they would be watching. Right. It's a cult. But, right. Yeah, it is. I basically, I like walked in the door with my stuff. It's like, I'm calling a meeting. <laughs> Everybody come in here. <laughs> Attention. Yeah. And I just, they like sat at the table and I was like, I have something to say. And I did, I was like, even though I was feeling so like free and confident, I still like cried when I was driving up to Fort Worth and like, yeah was scared and nervous mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cried when I told them and was just like, I have something to tell you. And I want you to know that it doesn't change who I am. And I still love you. And I'm still your daughter. And um, I just want you to know, because I want you to know who I am, like mm-hmm. every part of me and not just, I don't know. One side. Yeah. So I just told them, I was like, so I'm bisexual. And I don't think they really knew what to do. They they both were like, we love you. So mm-hmm. that was good. And then it was the next day that my mom like talked to just me. And she was like, mm-hmm. so how do you think this affects your faith? And like, do you still think you're a Christian? And mm-hmm. um, also like, have you ever, I think she said, have you ever dated a woman? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. And she was like, have you ever been with a woman? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let me tell you about my hot threesome. <laughs> pretty much. No. No. no, no, could, no. could not have had that conversation. Yeah. But overall, like, they were like, we don't really know what to do with this, but we love you. And then I had to figure out what I was going to do about youth impact. Um, because 
after I, after sophomore year, when I like shut down and went out of everything, that was the only, like my main source of community left. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to decide, I was like, I want to be out and open and like, I might go to pride. And like, if I post that on my Instagram, like, are they going to see it? And I'm like going to get in trouble Mm -hmm. or like, if I tweet something, like, I don't know. So I, I just, I was like, I should, I should tell them before they find out mm-hmm. on the internet just to be upfront. Cause then I don't want it to be like drama. I don't know. Yeah. First I told a girl um, who had used to be in leadership in that organization, but mm-hmm. wasn't anymore. So I like felt safer telling her and be like, how do you think this will go? Yeah. What do you think I should do? Yeah. Um, and she was like, I would tell. Um who's in charge of you now mm-hmm. so I did and I was like I don't like if you need to tell the people in charge you can because we were also kind of friends I was like if mm-hmm. you can't like I'm not trying to hide it I, I don't know like what I'm gonna do about it yeah <laughs> and I don't know like well I don't have a plan here I just wanted to be up front and tell you so I told her she told the people that um directly like work for the church mm-hmm. that provides all the funding for the organization um <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. how'd that go <laughs> that didn't go they were like okay so we need to like be meeting with her see where she's at so then i had a meeting with mm-hmm. um somebody w- who was i guess like and and they were a fellow like a they were doing like a master's program fellow thing Mm -hmm. with the church i don't know um met with her and she was like so tell me where you're at with all this and i was like well i know that i'm bi and i've known since i was in middle school but was trying to pretend like i wasn't um and i don't know if i think like it's a sin or not but i know that it's not changing mm-hmm. um, and I'm tired of just pretending it's not there. And she was like, okay, so for the rest of like the spring semester, just be thinking about it and try and figure out if you think it's a sin or not. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Oh, she- okay. Got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get right on that. <laughs> yeah. I will. I'll be right back with my notepad. <laughs> yeah. But I did like, I, I like mm-hmm. deep dive, like did a lot of research mm-hmm. Um because I had gone to that tiny private Christian school, I like, I took Greek in high school. And so like I had a Greek Bible and I like pulled it out and looked at root words and like tried to really get in there and figure out what I thought about this. Um, And what did you find? Like there's some things that maybe might point to it being sinful, but it's a stretch. And Mm -hmm. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think that it is. Right. Do y'all know your Enneagram type? I'm a nine and score really high as a seven. This means I'm pretty easygoing. I love people 
and want to make sure that everyone's having a hell of a good time. You can count on me to be there when you need a good friend or break the ice or awkward tension with a joke. I was introduced to the Enneagram a long time ago and it's helped me really understand how I'm wired, why I don't love conflict, why I have a harder time expressing what I want versus letting everyone decide for me. I also learned a ton about how my family of origin plays into who I am and how to do relationships. So whether you know your type or you're curious to find out more, I really recommend Sacred's coaching and their leadership consulting for anyone wanting to take their self-awareness and relationships to that next level. Check out sacreddenver.com to learn more or to schedule your first session today. Mention this podcast for a 10% discount on all products and services. Well, let's talk to me about the Greek because I I haven't talked about this before. Um, And I think it is a very important thing to talk about in the original Greek word for what was used as homosexuality. Um, I don't know exactly what, do you know what it is? Yes. Arsenic, arsenokoitai, arsenokoitai. Arsenokoitai. It's two words, arsen, which means male, and then coitus, which is bed or like sex. Um. Mm. And it's those two combined. And it's like really a word that Paul invented. Like it's not used anywhere else. He put those two words together and it's been translated different ways. Yeah. So um, like low-key Paul was gay. <laughs> I mean, who's to say? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was essentially translated like a direct translation of it is almost sexual abuse or sexual uh, perversion in the ter- in the sense of men taking advantage of younger men okay which you're like yeah no that is a sin (laughs) that should be a sin if you are um raping people however it does not it doesn't talk about genuine like love and uh homosexual relationships yes okay um so i was like researching that all spring figuring Mm -hmm. out but i was still in the organization still working with the kids um and i'd been in there for four years like this was my community this is wow what i spent all my free time doing um yeah and so then there was summer break Mm -hmm. um and i i went to um I went to Pride in New York. It was summer 2019. So it was also like the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Jealous um, that you got to be there for that. Yeah, it was World Pride, Stonewall 50, New York City. It was super fun. Um, but definitely put that all over my Instagram because... Mm-hmm. Because you're proud. I was there, yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I think that kind of like maybe reminded they're like oh yeah we need to be talking to maggie about this <laughs> Forgot. Oh, they're like oh shit we for we thought she was just gonna come back and say she's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when i came back in the fall for my super senior my fifth year victory um, lap yes i was all ready to like still be in youth impact and be a part of that organization and see all my friends and spend all my time doing that and they wanted to meet with me again and so um they did and they were basically like okay so where are you with this and I was like I don't think it's a sin when 
I can tell you why. Then they were like, okay, let's have a meet. We're going to go have a meeting with like the church people and see how they feel about it. And then then they came back to me and they're like, okay, let's have a meeting and we're going to figure out what we're going to do. And I went in and I went in like with my notes, with my Greek Bible, ready to go. Hmm. And very quickly realized that it wasn't like a meeting to have a conversation. It was a, you're getting kicked out meeting. Wow. And what was their reasoning? (laughs) They also asked me like, do you plan on acting on it? And I Hmm. was like, I don't, like there's not something I'm trying to date right this second, but like I would if there was, like, I don't know. Yeah. Way to be honest. Yeah. And they were like, so based on that, you might act on it and that you don't think it's a sin. And that was like a doctrinal disagreement with us. We don't think you should be a leader. And I was like, this is my whole world. Like this is, Mm -hmm. this is where I spend all my time. This is all my friends are in this organization. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, I promise, like, I won't talk to any of the kids about it. Like, I, like, I won't say anything. Like, I, <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut. Like, it can be a secret. I don't know, but like, I would like yeah. to stay. And they're like, "Well, we don't think that's fair to you." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I don't think that somehow. I somehow I don't think that you're worried about me in this, but whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, "But we would love." to continue to like get coffee with you and talk about it and like walk beside you in this. And like, if you want to come to like the worship parts of meetings and stuff, you can. And I was like, okay. (laughs) That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I was like still trying so hard to like hold on to something there because it was Mm -hmm. my only community. I was like, "Uh, okay, sure. Mm -hmm, Sure. mm -hmm. And so I like, got coffee with him a couple times and like there like wasn't really a conversation going on i was still just saying here's what i believe and they were like okay well we still disagree and i was like i don't understand what the point of this is yeah are you like trying to change me or like why what is the point of the coffee if you yeah. are not willing to actually have a conversation yeah and i was just still really hurt and i was confused and i like felt like i i went and talked to some of the kids that i had worked with and been like just so you know like i'm not gonna be there anymore and i told you that i'd be here for a fifth year but i'm not and i'm sorry about that and this is why and um oh i don't know i'm still love you and i'm still here for you and if you need anything Mm -hmm. i don't know and that was weird because i didn't know what to do with those relationships either right um and then after a couple times of getting coffee with them i was like I can't do this is too much. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm having to defend myself all the time. I feel like I'm having to defend myself to this community as to like why I think I'm still a Christian and can be bi. And Mm -hmm. I'm also having to defend myself to the LGBT community as to why I think I can still be bi and still be a Christian. Like I just, I can't, I need to not be defensive for a minute. And you just need to be loved for who you are. Like, if that's the whole church lingo, then you're not doing that. You're actually doing quite the opposite. (laughs) Right. And, like, there were kids in that organization that were gay. um, Right. And that, like, could have probably used somebody to talk. Like, I don't, I feel like I could have been an asset. But I wrote, I wrote them, the leadership of the organization, 
like a six page letter um mm. outlining like one everything that had happened because I was like I don't know if y'all realize how this all went down but this is how it went down and it was pretty hurtful mm-hmm. um and then also outlining like why I believed that it wasn't a sin and why I thought that I should still have been in it not saying I I wrote it not trying to get back in but just to be like to tell them this. I hope it yeah. helps maybe for you to think about this stuff in the future if there's ever another gay leader or something Mm-hmm. and I wrote that I sent it to them I told them they can share it with anybody who thinks it'd be helpful um I'll share it with anybody if somebody's listening and they want it and they want to dm me on instagram yeah I think that would be huge for leaders um in organizations like that like I I, I come from a young life background but they're similar type thing that they're going through right now of they're kicking out gay leaders and you don't understand the impact that's having one on the person like the the individual but two the positive impact that you could have had on those kids that also were probably going through something similar yeah yeah if if uh, i will link your instagram in the description and that way they can reach out to you if they want to read it and hopefully get something out of that or share it with their groups that they're in because um i do i do have there are a lot of listeners that are part of these organizations that are sticking around too and that are dealing with this new like are we allowed to have gays in the church yes or no why or why not and um so i think any resource is super helpful so we'll link that yeah cool so all that fall i was um still i was still hanging out with a lot of people from that organization and like we would have Mm -hmm. movie nights and i would go to football games with them um and they were still kind of my people Mm -hmm. um i was i was dating somebody that whole fall i was dating a girl and Mm -hmm. we like it was never official, but like we were dating that entire fall semester. Okay. Um, and I kind of like wasn't telling anybody about that. Um, Why not? Because earlier you were super open about everything. Yeah. I would, I think at the very beginning, I was like, here we go, ready to go. And then I was like, oh my God, wait, some people are not ready to go there with me yet. Mm-hmm. I got to back it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still trying to like hold on to my friends from that organization and didn't want to like scare them off too much. Right. You can still be my friend. You can still be my friend. I'm not dating any of the girls. I'm not like doing uh. anything. Um, but I was, I was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in the spring, it was spring 2020. So mm-hmm. I was like kind of getting involved in these new organizations that were like working on like diversity on AM's campus. Um, Mm -hmm. and then another organization that was advocating for like, um, women's legislation issues. So you got out of that community, but then you found another community with people that were more aligned with who you were and you could be yourself around. Yes. And I could be myself around them and it was good. And and then I was like, I wish I had been here for the past four years. I like, Hmm would get really frustrated that I wasted all my time on this organization that kicked me out the second said something they didn't like. Yeah. Like still 
I'll like be looking for a t-shirt to wear and I'll see a t-shirt from Youth Impact and I will like start crying and I'll be like, I can't, like I can't, that was like one of my favorite shirts and it was super soft and comfy and I don't want to wear it because (laughs) they don't want me. And like, I'll see memories come up on my Snapchat um, or my Instagram. There's like three years ago today and I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. Like these Mm -hmm. are like painful to look at now because they hurt me so like it was like a bad breakup like i don't know and i'm still very much processing that and i i really just kind of shut down for the whole last year and didn't didn't really let myself like think or feel anything whereas before i definitely would have said like i'm still a christian but i just haven't been going to church because Mm -hmm, it's been too mm -hmm. much i've been like i'm not going to church because i don't want to and i don't yeah. like i was really hurt by them and i don't believe them anymore and i don't want to be a part of that and so i haven't even i went through this whole like identity identity crisis with it where i was like okay so like do i not believe anything anymore or do i just not like the church part mm-hmm. and so i just was like i'm not gonna think about it so really for like probably the last year and a half I like haven't thought about anything real like what do you mean real like I haven't thought about what I believe or like okay yeah like what I believe about the world or any I've just been like existing in the world and like Hmm. kind of on autopilot doing what I'm supposed to do in my life Mm -hmm. um not like literally just not thinking like yeah I just, I feel like you are hitting on a point that is so true for so many people in the LGBTQ community that grew up in these organizations or groups and were finally able to be who they are and then kicked to the curb because of that. And now the church is wondering why, like, we don't have millennials or Gen Zs in the church. Like, look how much you've hurt us look how much yeah. you have stripped away from us because of who we are right no shit we're leaving no shit that we don't want to be part of your organization anymore because if you're not accepting of who we are then how can we trust who you are yeah and it was like a combination of the like issues i was already having with the church earlier mm-hmm. like freshman sophomore year when i was like politically this isn't making sense so i'm already on the edge but mm-hmm. this one organization is very like social justice and they're not trumpy so i think i found some good people these might be good people i'm gonna stick with them and mm-hmm. then they hurt me too mm-hmm. um and so then i was really like i i don't want anything to do with any of you yeah and i think that's so fair and so it's okay to be where you are right now because in a way, and you said this earlier, but you're going through like an identity crisis. That is something you have believed for so long about who God or who the church is. And now it's just, it's, you're like, Oh, it's not actually this. When I, when I come to the table with my life and with my, story i guess would be your sexuality um yeah. and, and i'm turned away 
then what have I been believing this whole time? Um, And that is, I mean, you are not alone in that. I would say most people, not most, but I would say a huge chunk of people are in that same boat of finally being, Oh, I'm gay or I'm bi or I'm I'm trans even in oh my god, the, the place that I grew up in that was a safe place for me is no longer safe. So what the hell is safe? Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's tough. And I think with all of this and when you're ready, because I think for me it was I thought I was really ready to take on the church and be the gay person in the church and do all of this and then kind of started going through that and was like, "Mm, (laughs) I don't, I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. And now just building up a faith of what do I believe? And that's kind of hard to find anywhere. Um, Our, our queer people in the church that are supportive of being queer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I've had, I just, I've had so many friends going through this at the same time as me like not Mm -hmm. with youth impact and everything but like with their families and with their own organizations and their own communities and just feeling the same like rejection and also like shutting down and not wanting like anything to do with anything religious at all Mm -hmm. um a lot of your friends, um, are you referring to like a lot of your friends that are straight or in the queer community? In the queer community, yeah. Specifically, yeah. Right now I'm just, just like in the last couple of weeks starting to let myself even think about things again and maybe look at what do I believe mm-hmm. and do I want to be a part of any church? and do I think that Christianity is the only answer? And Mm -hmm. I like, I don't, I kind of threw it all out the window. Yeah. And I'm kind of starting from scratch. Yeah. It's a, uh, and this term is thrown around a lot recently, but deconstructing your faith, you are stripping away the things that you believe to be the be all end all the truth. And you're realizing that that is not, a lot of those things are not the be all end all. That's the truth. Um, a lot of the community that you grew up in was raised a certain way, and that doesn't necessarily make them less or better than us. It just was not your truth. And so now you're probably in a phase, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you're probably in a phase of like, I don't even know what to grab onto right now. I don't even know where to begin because anytime I think about this, this is a source of pain for me now. And so why would I continue to search for that? Or why would I continue to um, push into something that I know is so painful for me? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I just hear me out on this. Like that is okay. I think the church will tell you that's not okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it is. And it's part of growing up and becoming an adult is figuring out really what 
whether it's faith or whether it's no, no faith. And what does that look like? And uh, at the end of the day, it's really what's pointing you to happiness. What's pointing you to life? Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's okay to have these periods of like deadness, I would say almost that's how I would feel or numbness, I guess is how I really felt yeah. during that. But, but don't, don't let that, keep you from finding things in life that are life-giving and that doesn't mean it has to be the church that might mean it's through making a fucking podcast you know or like um but yeah you're you're you now get to find things in life that do make you happy and who are supporting you people who are supporting you in communities that are doing the same it's just a shitty spot to be in. I told, I know exactly where you're at right now. And yeah. um, I was there like a year and a half ago, like not very long ago. And I wouldn't say that I have everything figured out. I don't go to church anymore. I am not the person that's going to be like, hey, I'm really sorry to hear about this. I'm praying for you because right. I'm not like, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I am now learning like. I okay, I do feel sorry for this situation or like I am thinking about you. And I think when we say like, I'm praying for you, that makes us sound a little bit like it's not really me that's affected by this. It's you, but I'm going to pray for you. Right. And that will make it better. I'm like, why don't you just go to their fucking house and hang out with them and talk to them instead? Right. Yeah, it's like a way to like take a step back and be like, mm-hmm. and remove from it. But I'm thinking about you, girl. Like, yeah, yeah. I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I like it. Just makes me think about how I was like cookie cutter designed mm-hmm. to be a conservative Christian my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up going to that really conservative church, so involved, private Christian school very intense Mm -hmm. all of that in fort worth texas which is the only conservative major city left in texas like everybody else has been voting voting blue for years fort worth Mm -hmm. just became barely blue Mm -hmm. this past election and not that even means anything but as an indicator of where fort worth is yeah so like very conservative communities in a very conservative city in a very conservative state I went to Texas A&M, like very conservative, the most Christian public school imaginable. Like, yeah, I there's like more of a Christian bubble at A&M than like for sure at TCU in Fort Worth. Like, right. I don't know, like, and here I am and I'm just trying to figure everything out. Yeah, you're surrounded by it. And then all of a sudden you're not in it and you're like who the fuck am i yeah (laughs) but that's it's a it's weird but it's a cool part too like you're about to be on a really cool journey of discovering who you are um and who was that maggie that was telling people left and right that she was by and not having any regrets about it like that is that was true to who you are not this person that is worried about um being outcasted by someone because of your sexuality um even though those experiences change us and have huge impacts on us we get to think about it learn from it grow from it 
and fail a lot, but also at the end of the day, get to be our true selves. Right. I wanted to just talk about a little bit because I am the first bi person you've had on here. Um, <laughs> I I have not experienced this to a, a more severe degree than most people have, but there there is a lot of confusion about what bisexuality is from mm-hmm. outside the LGBT community and then also from inside it. Yep. Um, and so from the outside, there's a lot of, of <laughs> like, uh, oh, well, are you just like gay or mm-hmm. are you, are you straight and you are you are you like gay in denial or are you straight wanting attention like it's one of those um and i don't know how to explain that it is neither like mm-hmm. when one of one of the other episodes y'all were talking and you're like i don't understand how people aren't gay aren't either one and i was like i don't understand how people aren't bi like it does not make sense to my brain i'm like everybody's hot what do you mean like right i don't get it i um it just really and truly is like being attracted to more than one gender like it just is that's what it is and it Mm -hmm. there's no need to like get into the nitty-gritty beyond that because that's what it is um Mm -hmm. But then from inside the LGBTQ community, you also get a lot of like from like gay people or lesbians, like while you don't experience like the same level of discrimination as us because you can like blend in. Hmm. Um and to an extent that is true. Like I can, if I'm dating a man, no one would know um, unless I told them. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is that kind of like I was saying earlier when I had to defend myself to everyone, having to justify and defend my identity to the people that are supposed to be on my side and who are supposed to understand just because they don't get all of it mm-hmm. is almost more exhausting than having to defend it to people outside the community mm-hmm. um i don't know it just it's a lot and it is exhausting <laughs> it makes you like doubt like i have definitely slept with a lot more dudes than i have girls on the one hand like what would you expect like i'm in college station texas like i'm not gonna find a lot of <laughs> right. gay girls like um (laughs) right but like it shouldn't matter i shouldn't have to give you like my body count my tally on both sides to justify to you that i'm bi um Mm -hmm. and if i date a man and marry him and live the rest of my life happily in a heterosexual relationship that doesn't change the fact that i'm bi and I had to like go through this coming out and I had to rethink so many things. Like I still had to go through the whole, the whole thing that everybody does. Right. And it doesn't take that away and it doesn't change 
that part of my identity. That's so good. And I felt like when I, when I picture my life, like 10 years from now, I honestly, like I picture myself married to a woman, to a woman. And just because of that doesn't mean that I don't like having sex with guys. Like I do, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like it's not a give and take. It's not a balance beam. It's just is what it is. And you shouldn't have to quantify it to anybody, Mm. especially the people who are supposed to be your allies and your um, part of the community also. So I don't know. I just wanted to speak on that a little bit. That needs to be said over and over and over and over again, because there is this misconception of um, people who are by that, like what you said, they're just like wanting to do it for attention. Or, oh, you are probably just too afraid to say that you're a lesbian. That comes from, at least in my experience, of there. that is the truth for some people. Like, that that did happen right. with some people. Right. But does that mean that bisexuality is not real? Absolutely not. No. In fact, that just means the people that were saying, oh, I'm bi and oh, I'm actually gay. We're just not being honest with themselves. And for someone to be bi and to, to, to own that, um, yeah, it's got to be hard because everyone's continually questioning, well, do you like guys more or like girls more? And that's not, it's not one or the other. It's not, I, it's yeah. not this like uh, 60%, 40%, you know, it is, right. and it's not even half and half, you know, it just exactly, it is what it freaking is. And yeah. people need to understand that. And, and I'm glad you touched on that because, you know, I'm not by, so I, I don't understand that. Um yeah. And I don't think it gets talked publicly enough, at least in my circle, about that. Um, and that's good. And it's eye-opening, too. I will have to continue to remind myself when a friend comes out to me as bi to accept that for what it is. Not this, hmm, okay, well, talk to me in five years, you know? Right. No. Yeah. No, that's their truth. And that is the truth. Um Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's so good. So true. One last time, thank you again to Sacred for sponsoring this episode. Y'all, I'll let you in on a little something something. Sacred was started in 2019 by my sister Whitney. She is an educator and a counselor in training, and most importantly, a huge supporter and advocate for the LGBTQ community. She loves going deep with groups and individuals and really cannot wait to connect with you or your work team. You can find her on Instagram at, at sacred underscore Denver or go to sacred Denver Make sure to mention this podcast for 10% off all products and services. Thanks again, Wit. Love you. Also, in terms of other clarifications regarding misconceptions, Mm -hmm. um, just I feel like there's a lot of confusion between bi and pan, and people Mm -hmm. think that like bisexual people then are like not attracted to trans men and women Mm -hmm. um but when you say like bisexual i'm attracted to men and women i'm attracted to all men like trans men are men 
and trans women are women. So of mm-hmm. course they're included and non-binary people are also included. It is bisexual, like that term comes from when there was a much more binary understanding of gender. Mm-hmm. So as our understanding of gender has evolved, so has what the term means. But mm-hmm. I understand why it can be confusing because that mm-hmm. prefix bi does mean two, but it's not it doesn't mean two anymore because mm-hmm. we don't our understanding of gender has changed also. Um on that point, like are there bi people that are not attracted to trans men and trans women? Yes, sure. Yeah. However, it's not someone else's job to put a label on your sexuality because of who you date in in the bi and or pan community. Like, if if you want to claim that you're pan, that's great. If you want to claim that you're bi, that's great. It's not our job as the listener to decide what we think is right right it's it's your it's your truth so um yeah i think that's a a good point Uh, and i'll ask you so why do you not identify as pan right um so i think probably mostly it's just because bisexual was the term that i knew first Mm -hmm. um so i've just kind of held on to that but then also like if you were to make a distinction between the two um it is a very nuanced conversation to have Mm -hmm. but and and there are different definitions and people can disagree and Mm -hmm. i don't know but this is how i understand it when i think about it um pansexual you're attracted to all genders, regardless of what their gender is. You're attracted to the person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. apart from their body mm-hmm. um, versus a bisexual person is attracted to all genders because of what their gender is. Like they're mm-hmm. attra- they're, the person's gender is a part of why they're attractive. That's a really, that's yeah. a, that's a perfect way to put that. Yeah. For people that are um, struggling with their sexual identity and aren't fully where you are in 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 being accepting of who they are what is a piece of advice that you would have for them that you wish you had had during your um coming out or your processing time yeah i think the big one would be kind of what we just been talking about about understanding of bisexuality being it is what it is Mm -hmm. the way i thought that i could for so long focus on one part of it and squish the other part down it doesn't work like that like you can't just pick and choose what parts of yourself you're going to acknowledge and which parts you're not um and if you choose not to acknowledge one part of yourself you're going to take a lot of other parts of you with it um so that would be the big one is 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 recognize that it's not a percentage of a 60 40 and 80 20 where you can just focus on the 20 or focus on the whatever it's it's a whole it's a whole thing <laughs> and <laughs> you are actually a hundred percent yes <laughs> and i like for me 
trying so long to split it up um just drew out and prolonged a process that could have been a lot mm-hmm. shorter and a lot i don't know about less painful but um a lot simpler yeah that was good that is um yeah i think that's just uh, that's true for so many aspects of life but specifically speaking if you are in a confusion or in 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 a um chapter of life where you're like man why am i finding all of these women attractive but i also like men like it's okay to dig into that yeah it's okay to talk about that because without opening up that conversation then you are continuing to hide a hundred percent of yourself right how can the lgbtq community do a better job of supporting our bi brothers and sisters in general yeah um i think acknowledging them is a big one and it's Mm -hmm. not that complicated just (laughs) when we tell you who you who we are like listen um and don't try and put a bisexual person into a box of what you think that means yeah listen listen and acknowledge um and even when I don't know when you're having conversations about the LGBTQ community recognize bisexuality in part of that conversation even if there's not like a bi person there to bring it up keep that like terminology in the conversation because like I was like the way I didn't even know that it was a thing until I saw it on Glee but I knew what gay and lesbian were Mm -hmm. but I didn't even have a word for it because no one talks about it so just like include it include it yeah Yeah. there's a reason why there's a b in lgbtq yeah and you are i mean you maggie personally are just a like an amazing woman um to have the confidence that you do in who you are um even if it doesn't necessarily feel like it right now because of the the religious part of it um, your boldness and your like your um, willingness to accept yourself for who you are is so cool. Um, and I think it's just the beginning of what's to come. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm really pumped that we got to meet and really excited to see just where life takes you because one, you're fucking hilarious on Instagram. <laughs> And now I get to find your Twitter. Um, yeah, go find and, your Twitter. and to it, I just, um, I, I appreciate your outlook on um, the community and in, in, in things that you said tonight were eye-opening to me. And I, I know will be very eye-opening to um, a lot of the people listening. So continue to share your story and continue to not be um, ashamed of it because that uh, yeah. that is the only way to help other people learn so yeah. i appreciate it thank you yeah thank you maggie 
Thank y'all so much for tuning in this week. I hope you were able to learn something new. I know for sure I did. And thanks again, Maggie, for coming on and being so willing to share your story. I know a lot of people are going to take away a lot from this. Next week, we're talking with my new friend as well, Brittany, who is another lesbian. We had an absolute blast recording this episode, so I'm excited for y'all to listen in. Don't forget, we are on Spotify, Apple, anywhere that you can find your podcast, so please please make sure to like, follow, and go comment so I can feel better about myself on a day-to-day basis. Thanks again to Hunter Gorman for helping produce this episode. He is currently in Amsterdam and working crazy hours for me, so really appreciate that. Once again, I'm your host, Jack, and this is Y'all Are Gay.